This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson, and with me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson, Ryan Steiskel. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Good. Joe's giving me thumbs up. I thought you were just going to do that and not say anything. It's it's no, It's yeah. been fun. We uh, have, uh, as we mentioned last week, this is like a bunch of old guys getting excited about this technology that is not new. I'm sorry, way. I'm like, sorry. What do you mean, like, bunch? Like... <laughs> I mean no. bunch. You're, you're not exactly a spring chicken there yourself, Ryan. So. That is, I, I am starting to notice there has been like, <laughs> like when people ask like, oh, do you check out this thing on TikTok? I'm like, no, I don't have a TikTok. Why would I have a TikTok? What do you use then? Yeah, YouTube and Instagram. Why the fuck are you using YouTube and Instagram? I'm like, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so we started uh, using video or recording video for who knows what use down the road, but um, doing video calls rather than just audio calls. And uh, I think we use it anyway. as a, like as a reinforcement to make sure that at least we're clothed. Yes. Yeah, we were at starting to waste up from the waist yeah. up. Yeah. 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 No one needs a shadow of a shaft somewhere, you know. <laughs> shaft shadow. Depends. Yeah. Depends how uh, how hot it gets this summer, but. Oh, that's yeah. where I'm at. Like they're guaranteed. Like already today, it's like almost got to the 90s, and yeah, we all live fairly close to each other. So it's that Midwest. Like, yeah, it's not good 90s. It's like mm, musty is a good way yep. of putting it. Yeah, it's like well, did that that good old Midwestern spring where it was like it's 35, it's 35, it's 90. So that's, yeah, uh, sweaty 90. Like yeah. you will stick. Sweat will not evaporate. You have no way of cooling off. Just yeah. an ice I, bucket. I on like the without even like planning this though. Every single time we start off like the show griping about some old guy thing, and then we immediately get into the weather after that. Like it just like comes out naturally. Like even if we tried to stop it, it just it happens anyway, just organically. Well, I get it. It's either you complain <laughs> about what you complain about what you can't control, politics or the weather, or family. What I what I like also about us trying video now is I get to see how we look not you know not just like how we look on camera but how we position ourselves like Eric you definitely look like somebody like I don't know, just the angle and the background's like yeah this is a guy who's like leading a YouTube show Ryan you look like you're being interviewed by Don Lemon hey. <laughs> which isn't a bad thing but you're just like the way it's like. You know, at first, like, you, do, you were doing the Dick Cavett thing, and I feel like I'm, like, doing a Skype call to my judge. You, know? <laughs> you do got, like, this eerie green light to you. Yeah. Well, there's, like, harsh fluorescence in here, and it's just, like, mm. the, the way I happen to be positioned. It's just, like, yes, I understand lawn. the charges against me. Yes, I waive that right. <laughs> you know? And you got this long Gilgamesh beard that we brought up earlier in a discussion. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, I've been waiting for this verdict for, like, six months. 
Yeah, I look like, like Charles Manson at a Zoom parole hearing. <laughs> you look, you look like a, a key witness in the Amber Johnny Depp her trial. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, let's not even. I... <laughs> Got to make it relevant. Got to make Fuck. it relevant. Yeah, I like I'd rather be Charles about, Manson. By the time this airs in two weeks, it's no longer relevant. But God, I, I, I feel like it will be. I All like right. how, but this is this is an audio format, so we really have to when we dig in, we have to really give like a picture to the audience who are playing us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one day. Yeah. Man, one day you might see us. But you know, I think it's it's funny you mentioned how good. how we're all being made fun. You of. know, before we before we started recording tonight, we were talking about how I I still use YouTube predominantly as a tool rather than a form of entertainment, which is different than you know. Uh, you guys, especially Ryan, right? Um, but you know, we've seen other technologies come and go. Like, I Snapchat seems like it's not even a thing anymore. It and is, it but is, not for us. It is, but right. There's yeah, yeah. You know, it was never really a thing for me because right. I missed that one for some reason, and it just like yeah. Whatever. I tried one out, and I was like, okay, so you can send pictures to each other, but they automatically delete after a short period of time. No, nothing bad could come from that. Yeah, well, I know what that's for, and I don't need it. So yeah, like, um, at the moment. Show least, me your so. thirty-second declare. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think like what my daughter is interested in because she's twelve, and yeah, twelve-year-olds have phones. Um, Instagram, God, terrifying. Yeah, definitely more Instagram, and it, there's an interest in TikTok, but we don't allow that yet. Um, <laughs> like Bruno, we don't talk about TikTok. <laughs> yeah, but I'm starting to learn more about it, and I think it's. It's gonna say my my five year olds are obsessed with TikTok, yeah. but they're supervised, so yeah, and that's the thing. You know, Twelve, it's kind of hard. They don't have their own phone to go off and do their own right. thing, so. And and my son, he loves YouTube. He uses it for entertainment, which is where he watches a lot of the video game movies uh or video game videos and the oh god that's all my kids watch on youtube it's either other game, people playing other, video games other people playing video games or and i've shared some of these with you guys these bizarre videos where it's somebody just making computer animated videos uh, like just almost like a sandbox type setting and they just unleash it on youtube and it's you know these poorly rendered 3d characters that are all like doing weird dances and then something blows up and it's just it's complete chaos <laughs> there's and a thing like that that's popped yeah. up on my my feed and it's weird like they take the 3d models of various like known franchises but they make their own narrative and it's like a living situation with like godzilla and i think a dragon ball z character and something yeah. else it's but just... it's like I let it play accidentally for like a minute, and the reason I say a minute is because I couldn't help but actually laugh within like the first 15 seconds. Like, oh shit, this hooked me. Like, I didn't even mean for it. I'm just scrolling and I stopped and it played automatically. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, going to enjoy this. I got to get away from it because I don't the, What want is this to. garbage? This is terrible. Oh gosh, this is terrible. And you're still watching it like, oh. Yeah. But, but no, I, it was one of those things where like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling here. Like. I think it's trash because of how it's made, but it's actually funnier than some of the animated, right TV shows that I've watched lately. Then like again, I'm also lands. a person who really fucking enjoys like Adult Swim content. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It well, was probably I think it right was, up my alley. It, it was it was on YouTube that my both my kids were introduced to, um, or really got into Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a bit of a segue uh, into 
this yeah, yes, right, tonight, right? But someone but, got it. But no, back. it's they they were really both of them, my son's still really into it, but both of them really got into that. And that's I think I tried the game once on a phone and was just like, nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> I don't like things jumping out and yeah. screaming at me. Um but uh yeah, that that franchise itself has totally blown up, so something I'm sure we'll talk more about. But I mean yeah. it's, it's old I mean, now. Even it it's is, old yeah, now. Getting to like there's still new stuff coming out. Just because it's so Yeah, I was only vaguely aware that that was a right. thing. Um I think until maybe even you started talking to me about, you know, your mm-hmm. son being into it and like then I, I became aware of, like, well, and it's all, like, the images on T-shirts and stuff, but I, so I knew it was a thing. I didn't know what it was, really, and um, now I'm fully aware of, you know, those kind of games and how popular they are, especially with that, like, six- to nine-year-old crowd yep. for some reason. It's a big thing. It seems like everything getting popular is these kind of, like, jump-scare horror games that are, like, yeah to- topically they're light enough that it's, it's not totally age-inappropriate, but it's still definitely in that like survival horror type video gaming scenarios so which i think if those were around when i was at that age and were accessible oh oh yeah i would have been into it too because if it's something that's that's kind of scary and you might want to know more about it like that you know well this is weird because i'm in a weird gap no i'm not i had goosebumps but anyways i was gonna Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. like but your guys's generation in the 80s it was like the slasher films Mm -hmm. like they made yeah. like the Freddy toys and shit for you guys. Yeah. Like you guys enjoyed that shit, and they're like, "Shit, we need first off PG thirteen because maybe this is not for these kids." But then my <laughs> my generation came around, just like, "But kids want this. Let's goosebumps this shit. Let's. Uh, yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? This shit." Mm-hmm. And then now, yeah, it's just like Friday, uh, fr- uh, Freddy's Fright Night. I don't fucking know what it's called. Five Nights yeah. at Freddy's. Yeah, there I aged myself. <laughs> but yeah. which is I think weird because I've there watched were, those videos. There's always been, I think, stuff kind of like you know the Tales from the Crypt comics, kind of you yeah. know freaked out parents, and they. But that was something that younger kids were interested in. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I don't know specifically how people reacted to their kids watching things like Twilight Zone, but maybe Ooh, yeah, they had that a problem a with it. Too. But I know like Tales from yeah. the Crypt. As, as yeah, a I know show, that was a little controversial and it, um because it of the huge interest in the 90s too holy shit yeah. yeah uh when it came out and, and it was an hbo show and obviously not for kids in that format it was definitely you know, mm-hmm. more of an adult show but when it came out uh syndicated on uh network yeah tv um or on cable it they edited most of the content that was questionable at least edited for tv so all of a sudden, like, you know, the, I could watch that. It's kind of my rule. Like, I was allowed to watch stuff as long as it was, like, on regular TV. Yeah. You know, I couldn't see I the remember. R-rated version from the video store, but if I could, recorded it off a of late-night TV or whatever, it was fair game. So that's how I saw a lot of movies that I wanted to see. But, yeah, I remember Tales from the Crypt coming out and then my parents seeing a bit of it and being like, I don't know if this is okay or not, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But I obviously wasn't the only one because it spun a kid's uh, I was gonna say animated, I watched the animated, uh, animated I watched series. animated series. series. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the, yeah, there's that kind of. It was based off a comic series, by the way. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's right. Yeah, they actually recycled the stories from from the comics from the EC yeah. comics. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we should make it back. No, it just, I think it's it's interesting <laughs> yeah, that it's every generation segue, but yeah. has this kind of 
scary thing. And, you know, the Five Nights at Freddy's, it's strong, obviously, inspiration here. Um, yes. But, uh, if not the, the strongest. <laughs> yeah. Do you think this movie would be this thing? It's just like, oh, this is going to lure in like certain audiences, and this would be a great gateway to something else. Or is it just like... I think this movie is. I think this movie is more of kind of a one-off, but that could be wrong. Yeah, like a hey, this is really popular right now. Let's let's take advantage of that, and we'll throw in these you kind of the other wacky elements of that. This movie, of course, is what what we're uh, talking about this evening is uh, Willy's Wonderland. Welcome to Willy's Wonderland. Spend the night cleaning Willy's Wonderland. I will pay to have your car fixed. Deal? You are officially on staff. Let's get the hell out of here. I can't stand to hear a grown man scream. This place has a dark history. I know the bullshit story they told you. It's a lie. You're here to be a human sacrifice. (laughs) Have you been listening to a word I've been saying? He's gonna die in here, but he won't listen to me. Enjoy a man a few words. Let me get you a quick synopsis of that one. When his car breaks down, a quiet loner agrees to clean an abandoned family fun center in exchange for repairs. He soon finds himself waging war against possessed animatronic mascots while trapped inside Willy's Wonderland. So Willy's Wonderland is uh, the... uh, titular um, restaurant that we would all recognize very well from our uh, youth as basically a Chuck E. Cheese showbiz yeah. pizza type situation yeah. where there's these large animatronic singing, you know, um, animals. And, uh, yeah, something very much that I think is, which is funny that, that the kids, like, our kids age or into this stuff because I, th- I don't think that's a thing now. This is definitely something from our youth. And I think um, that's why it's scary because I loved Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. Oh, my God. I mean, who didn't? I mean, at that age, like, that was what my, like, at six years old, six to eight years old. Oh, yeah. That was, like, the ultimate place to go. And looking back. I remember back, being five and drowning in a ball pit. No, I was three. Yeah, the I ball pit. I remember young. that feeling, like, huge and then like mm-hmm. just at the bottom and finding mm-hmm. out oh there's a net under here and a shoe yeah i <laughs> yeah, there's always a shoe um or a diaper I, yeah later on probably yeah um <laughs> yeah, usually I after that, i found the shoe <laughs> but thinking looking back i can see how and i'm sure there were kids that were like no i don't want to go to chuck e cheese it's fucking terrifying <laughs> these giant yeah. robotic things 
Well, and I find most people our age, their reaction to that, when thinking back upon those singing animatronic, you know, things, most people are kind of like, yeah, those are pretty terrifying. Like, I think that's the consensus. Like, I think that's where it comes from. Yeah. What what it it was for me was Disney World's Hall of Presidents. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you got, like, a cartoonish animatronic, eh, it's fine. There is an uncanny weirdness to them, but... More, more or less you can get through it, but when you have the humans... Yeah. And then they well, start to malfunction. What, what's the... I, I, I'm blanking on what it's <laughs> called, but there's a, a, a concept that the more human-like something looks, the more uncomfortable... Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley, thank you. That's what it yep. is, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this... Uh, I think the Five Nights at Freddy's... Con- which is pretty much the same thing here, right? Like, I... Not to make this show entirely about that game franchise, but essentially it's the same concept. It's you're a night watch. The first game, at least you're a night watchman in this creepy old pizzeria and the animatronics wander around and if they catch you, they will kill you. Um, yeah. And then I guess later on in the lore, they go into like how they got possessed and yeah, so it's not totally Why they're possessed by the souls of dead children that were yeah. murdered in the pizza place but this place it's kind of like that it's very 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 similar yeah it's a very similar premise um you know nicholas cage's character silent character by the way oh my god yeah or utter a word in this entire film um and it so works (laughs) it is being trapped because the locals are actually feeding people to these uh demon creatures uh at willie's wonderland um, and it's kind of the opposite of what you described yeah. with, with Five Nights at Freddy's. Is these are actually you know the perpetrators of crimes. They are the serial killers. They are the like um, Satanist kind of cannibals. I think they were called. Or something yeah. Like that. Yep. And they were you know they killed themselves in a death cult type situation to inhabit the bodies of rather than get caught, they inhabit the bodies of these animatronic it's animals. Almost, it's almost so. like Chuck E. Cheese meets Child's Play. Yeah. 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 That's sure a way is. of putting it. Yeah. It's a that's a great way of putting it because yeah even the scenario with there being kind of a a ritual that put them inside of the uh, yeah. animatronics and everything so I will say uh, why we're on the topic of the animatronics and the uncanny valley like clearly this movie had a certain budget and oh, that's yeah. and that's fine but it's weird to me that these animatronics in their own weird way had their own uncanny valley for me, in that, did. like, these aren't animatronics. These are just killer mascots. Like, people in suits. Yeah, yeah. and with different with the different characters or the different uh, costumes, builds, whatever, um, some of them looked more like animatronics, like what they were going for, the things from yeah. our youth. And then some of them more looked like, like you said, mascots, like big head. Um, like the... Creature, person with a big head costume on, so... Well, yeah, and it's... Um... I think the one that was think that was the most animatronic one was the ostrich, probably mm-hmm. the most, because of just mm-hmm. the way it's shaped. It's like I not picturing a person inside of it, but like they straight up the 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 siren. I think mm-hmm. she was called. It's just a woman with a ma- with a helmet mask on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's siren Sarah is uh, her yeah. name. And earlier you mentioned the ostrich is Ozzy Ostrich. So yeah. on on and a couple of close up shots on on. Sarah Siren. It's like you can see they tried on the costume to make it look like there are joints and stuff there, but yeah. it's like, nah, that's clearly just somebody in a, in a unitard. Yeah. 
know? and it's, yeah. And it's like... And the, go- the gorilla, which I can't remember his name, but... Gus. Gus. Gus Gorilla. Gus Gorilla. That's that, just yeah. a big... That's a dude in the suit, but... I think yeah. the one that's most mask I like is probably the the knight. Oh, Nighty Knight. Nighty yeah. McKnight, yeah. It's just like, yeah, you look like a college basketball mascot. Yeah, like, he does. I think I saw you on, on March Madness, you know? And it's like... Yeah, and it's you know it's, I think it's a design thing, and like you said, it's 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 of a certain budget range, so it's certainly a design thing because of the fact that like a lot of what they have to do with these costumes or these creatures is they have to be able to you know have fight scenes with <laughs> Nicolas Cage throughout this film, so um, which is so, so fascinating. Oh well, yeah, it's I, it's all the best stuff about this movie is Nicolas Cage kicking the shit out of. uh, Yeah, it's it's not even just him kicking the shit out of them. It's just whatever it is that he is doing in this movie is just (laughs) a mystery in itself. It like I wanted to know more about that character. I didn't give a rat's ass about why are these things possessed. I want to know like why is he taking a break every twenty minutes? Because he's told to chug a pop. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and living on the what's it what's it called power pop or whatever he's got the. Punch, punch pop, punch pop, yeah. punch yeah. pop. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and oh, and that 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 fucking pinball machine. Yep. Oh, we're, yeah. We can probably get more into that one later because that's he, pretty much what really, to a love interest. He's a really yeah. a great character, <laughs> um, and I absolutely love the fact that it's such a good character with zero dialogue. It's all just facial expressions. Oh yeah, all um, physical acting. And I I would love to know how that decision was made was that something that was in the script or was that something that cage suggested or somebody suggested like how did that i don't know i know that i mean it may have been in the original script there was a script uh, a couple drafts of the script prior to cage's involvement but he came on as a producer when they were still in in drafting the script i I think if they had if he had dialogue and this is nothing against him as as a, a verbal actor um i don't think it would have been as good I think it no, really no. adds a charm to it because, and because he is an interesting character, you know, he's completely silent, but this kind mm-hmm. of like stoic attitude. He's agreed to pay off his car repair by working here and cleaning it. He doesn't know what he's getting into, and he and cleans he just everything. Fucking it's perfect. A, he's still he yeah. he'll like kill an animatronic, clean up, go take a twenty a, a minute break to play pinball, and yeah. and drink a soda, and then okay. Now he's going to go, he's going to keep cleaning. It's like he still is so very, like, must clean the place. There's something uh, about the character that he keeps going after things go insane. Like, after that first, you know, scenario, he he happens to kill the, what's the first one? Is this the ostrich? The first first one's the ostrich, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, after that, like, why he, I mean, he does try to, like, he tries the door and it's locked, but... Um, he has many opportunities to get himself out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Well, he only he tries he the doors to throw out the trash, which was the animatronic. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll just leave the trash at the door then. And this carries on. But it's like, yeah. he, he'll he clean up the bathroom, which I was like, holy shit, he really cleaned up that fucking shithole. Mm-hmm. And then he gets attacked by the fucking gorilla. And like, side note, I love the fact that how he kills the gorilla is a curb stomp in a urinal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> repeatedly and everything's covered but he recleans it and the best part is like he always changes his shirt yeah he keeps changing his shirt <laughs> or he'll put duct tape on a wound 
Yeah. And then keep going forward. Well, it's just to give you this idea, like he's so unfazed by this, and even yeah. when like even when the it, it gets to be kind spectrum. of like that's for it sure. It gets to be kind of like rote, like kill animatronic, change to a fresh Willie shirt, pop a punch pop, play pinball. You know, when the alarm goes back off, back to cleaning. Well, <laughs> and and then you get the the group of young 20-somethings because you need cannon fodder in a film like this, Uh, you know, who who come in to try to get him out so they can burn the place down because they know what's going on. And he leaves that girl in the middle of a fight so he can go play pinball. He hands (laughs) her a knife. He hands her a knife. (laughs) Yeah, it's... When when I read the interview with Nicolas Cage, I'm sure I I brought up a week or so ago, um, or maybe Mm -hmm. it was just last week, about how you know he he's a lot of the roles that he's taken over the years especially over the last couple of years have had necessarily been like i don't think it's going to be a good movie per se it may or may not but i want to do this thing with this character yeah. maybe he said maybe it's a scene in one movie like yeah i want to do that for the just that scene this totally feels like this makes so much sense like this would be a really fun character to play yeah you know and and you can tell he's having a lot of fun with this role. And so that's why I'd love to know how much of his input was, uh, was into the, into the character beyond just the performance. Yeah. And and I have a feeling he got, you know, he had some, some say in that for sure. He's definitely was this, this film's, you know, star power. He helped get it made, uh, just based on the screenplay and then obviously started it. And he's the name, biggest name actor in the, by quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. in the whole in the whole cast. Although it does have a good cast, and there's some other people you would you'll recognize. Uh, specifically, uh, Beth Grant as the sheriff mm-hmm. Eloise Lund. In the she's uh, we remember her best from on the show. Donnie Darko, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. But um, she's one but of those yeah, character he's... actors recently um, that I was trying to describe to my partner, and. I'm like, no, no, you know her. She's been in so many things. You you know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And she goes, okay, what's she been in? And I couldn't fucking list anything. And I'm like, Donnie Darko? <laughs> and she's like, no. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. huh. And I even <laughs> went through yeah, the list. That's what I always remember. Her I went through about. a list of movies. And I'm like, I don't know any of these. I'm like, is this a Mandela effect? Has she never existed for me? No, I know that she has. She's, she, she's appeared so in many th- so many goddamn yeah. things. I'm having trouble thinking of one, too. Um, <laughs> I only brought that up to her, by the way, because she I found out that she is the mother of the actress who plays the female Klingon in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, really? Yeah. There's that tidbit that I didn't know about. So, but yeah. Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, the thing about this movie is the stuff that really works well is highly, highly enjoyable. It's an entertaining movie, obviously. I mean, if you're sitting down to watch Willy's Wonderland and have an idea of the premise, I don't think you're look you're good. You kind of know what you're in for, um, yeah. and you get you get all of that. It's um, the thing that falls apart for me is that everything that happens in, on the periphery to what works. So Nick Cage yeah. fighting animatronics, doing his thing, and this character's really um really fun to watch just because almost puts puts you in a trance with his kind of uh the way he goes about his night of cleaning in Willie's Wonderland. 
everything else going on outside of Willy's Wonderland is generally uninteresting, and the characters are not like well, real well developed, and yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I really feel like they might they could have done something a little more interesting for a secondary plot, or made a short film with only the the you know key plot. I think uh, I know short films don't really have the kind of market marketability that a feature has, but. Um, I feel like yeah, it was it's... a way to make it more because if it was just him, you know, getting attacked by animatronics and fighting him off, that'd be one thing. But it breaks it up. Yeah, people want to. It works see, as a short yeah. film. It, it would as a short film, but I think for yeah. a feature, it to make it a horror film, it kind of has to have that almost slasher type. You know, you got to see a couple yeah, people off. That's... Um, well, that's maybe, what they do. They give you a group of teenagers. Maybe yep. I think. For if you want to go the slasher route, but I think there is a possibility of continuously telling a story with this character in certain ways that don't actually require like dialogue. Like you can just oh, I show agree. things. Yeah, this character could could pop up in short films or in other films too. Um, so yeah, I agree that the 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 secondary story about you know the. The, the teenage girl, the teenage girl who, you know, daughter of victims, right? Yeah. How that was like she's a survivor. Um, <coughs> that could have been better, but it to me it felt it's about fine. on par yeah, with most most stuff that they were going for like that. Um, I mean, I it's, very it's, just, it's very like, generic. Like it's very generic. It's very generic. It's like yeah. the same as like a Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of like level of. But I yeah, also... she wants to get back. At, well, not only is it a terrible thing that's going on, and they're feeding people to these demons inside of Willy's Wonderland, but also her, she's found out like her parents are, you know, were with some of these people, like her real parents, and she's been raised by the sheriff in this uh, small town. Um, some of the so her 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 trajectory in the story makes sense to me. It's some of the other characters that are just there literally to be fodder for. You know, they're horror movie teenagers essentially right. to be offed one by one, including a ridiculous well, uh, sex scene that seemed right out of an '80s horror movie too. Yeah, just it, like, it felt so much that movie, it had to be. I love, I love. Oh yeah, and I love the line she goes. Uh, is it really weird that I'm getting turned on right now? And I was like, yes, 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 it is. <laughs> yeah. It's really strange. Like, and I, if I were the, I, I was that dude, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this here. Let's let's go somewhere else. <laughs> like, regardless of the fact that there's like haunted animatronics running around anywhere, this room well, it's, was probably a heroin den at some point. Like, it, like yeah. I imagine there's they, a smell. Just before they were talking about how, like, oh, all these, like, children and families were murdered in these rooms. That she follows it up yeah. with, is it weird that I'm getting turned on? So the answer is yes. Yeah. A resounding yes. yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, my God. But that line itself Next is just you, so... ask that question, Ray, you say yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Are you a god? Um, <laughs> are you disturbed by this? But I, I... That was so over the top that, like everything else in this, I... It all felt very intended, um, but yeah, the story yeah, is very, yeah, very it's... cliche. It, it's, and I, I think when oh, it comes yeah. to the, 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 the rash of because this isn't the only like killer animatronic movie that came out around this time, and this just recently came out. No, um, the bananas no, yeah, or something. Bananas. It was the banana, banana splits, splits one, which is strange. They how they did that one because the banana splits was a kids show. 
Yeah, like a real kid show in the seventies. Yeah, and and an anime. Not sure why they decided series. to make a horror movie out of it, but well, yeah. probably because those things are kind of creepy. So I'm sure that's where they. <laughs> well, go okay. With here's that. the thing. I didn't bring this up earlier, and I just I forgot about it, but then I remembered it. Uh, I don't know. You guys have probably never watched the animated series Gravity Falls. It like came out in like. 20. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. My kids watch okay, it. Okay, cool. There is an episode where animatronics come to life and attack people. Mm-hmm. This was before the Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh yeah, that's why I was saying like this is like I'm not surprised a- that this became a a trope. A horror or a, like a yeah. scary trope is definitely for '90s yep. kids, like younger '90s kids, because it made sense to yeah. me. It's like, oh yeah, totally. I've had those. Yeah. Anybody who grew thoughts. up around the Chuck E. Cheese thing, this is like, well, here's a. And I'll tell you, I once did a church lock-in at a Chuck E. Cheese. It was weird. I'd rather <laughs> take the animatronics. <laughs> I don't know what was weirder, being a church lock-in, like, like a church thing. Please, or it was for the, the love of God eat me before they keep trying to convert me into the youth group. <laughs> the yeah. animatronics came alive and slaughtered everyone except for me. <laughs> the animatronics came alive yeah. and they converted. Um, <laughs> and that's how Chuck E. Cheese closed as they started to sing in gospel. Um, mm. But it makes total sense that this <laughs> this was going to be a, a, a thing. I mean, in retrospect it makes sense because that was a very popular yeah. you know, kids thing at the time, just like well, the writer the, says the, that this was a coincidence. He didn't intend for like he was thinking about it as well he for the Five Nights at Freddy's it. thing. I actually kind of believe that because I, it, I give him the benefit of the doubt of that as well. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, think... it's well, it's not like Five Nights at Freddy's was the first thing that ever no. came up with this concept. You know, right? We were oh, talking fun, about haunted doll movies the other day too. Exactly. Like, you know, there was a whole yeah. thing of yeah. I want to bring up uh, because we just mentioned like oh trapped youth group trapped in a in a. Chuck E. Cheese. Um, the creator of Five Nights of Freddy's, prior to making that game, he made Bible games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. It, it's rel- so it's there, all related. There's the connection. Yeah. <laughs> Salty so, biscuit I, for everyone. And and I think if you were going to make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which I guess there's been one in developmental hell for years, this is about what you're going to get. Yeah. Might as well yeah. bring back Nick Cage as the same character. I mean, yeah, this is, I, this I is, just think let's this is it. I mean, this is the movie. You don't need another one at this point. Nick Cage has now officially <laughs> yeah. become the Ash. Like, what Ashes to the Evil Dead. Make Nick Cage to all haunted animatronics. Yeah, he yeah. can do some great. Put great him as a downloadable work at, character at full in the moon. next fucking. Mm-hmm. So. Oh sure. Fnafed, as they call it. Yeah, as the uh, kids but... call it. Fnaf. 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 <laughs> Fnaf. Oh yeah. There's. Like I said there's six games now or something like that and they just keep oh. and they're all like puzzles with jump scares you know but I, I think more like basic, jump scares with puzzles let's be honest yeah but I think the, the basic <laughs> concept here that you know a haunted pizzeria or whatever in this case hot dog birthday party place a Chuck yeah. E. Cheese like place being, being a, a scary destination oh yeah makes sense Imagine being yeah. trapped in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You got fucking animatronics right, in the, the water just coming at you. That would be scarier than the actual like undead pirate concept. Well, even yeah, you know the 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 HBO series of Westworld has you know is very popular, 
but it's based on a Michael Crichton story and film, um, which was much more simple than what the HBO show has done, where they brought in like sentience and stuff like that. It was the 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 original Westworld book is pretty much like ah, oh, it's a Western themed animatronic park, and the animatronics all go haywire. Also, you can fuck them, but also they will kill you. In the also, HBO they kill version. you while you yeah. fuck them. <laughs> And I'll and be honest, have. when that's I... A, that's, a, that's a little different movie, but... You know, when I first heard pitch. that they were making Jurassic Park, I didn't really get... I didn't understand what it was about. And so I knew that dinosaurs. they were using a lot of animatronic dinosaurs in it. And I knew Michael Crichton did it, and I caught it confused with Westworld. And I was like, oh, theme park of animatronic dinosaurs, like existed at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, go crazy, neat people. Yeah, okay, I'd watch it. And then I find out it was more like about cloning. It's like, ooh, that's cool too. But I was I was sold on that idea. <laughs> well, here's the thing: here's robot the dinosaurs thing. eat people. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. If down. you watched, and I know that you did, but when you watch like anything that talks about like the making of Jurassic Park, it essentially behind the scenes was animatronic dinosaur almost eats crew, yeah, like, castmates. Because like, what is it? One time, like it was heavy from the rain. It was having some malfunctions. And at one time, somebody was in the mouth working on something, and somebody heard a sound and pulled them out, and before it, oh, it's there like, was something shit. about how it, yeah, the the water it was acting, the animatronics were acting funny, and when they, I read it somewhere, would soak up the water because it was like foam, foam. But I also yeah. read somewhere because I heard this was also true when they made Anaconda, and they had a big animatronic Anaconda on the set, that when you turn it on, it kind of like goes through a lot of its motions. And yeah. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. stay back, because <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's it's a giant robot with clenching jaws. Stay away from it. Uh, let yeah. it go through its cycles or something like that. It's a whipping one too. Like yeah. a snake would be, like even worse and unpredictable. It's like it's like those uh, when like hoses went fucking haywire right. with high pressure. Pressure. I'm like, this is fun. Yeah, until that copper end hits you in the fucking jaw. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck keeping your teeth. But I don't know. I, 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 I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think you can do a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. And and I, yeah, I don't think this was like a total ripoff of it, like an intended ripoff. It, it's a no, good example I, of I, maybe there's only so many ways you can tell that story. It comes yeah. from the same inspiration, like the same thing yeah. influenced it, and that's these you know party pizza places with these musical animatronic shows. Um, and they, yeah, they were the fact that they're all a little bit creepy, and they always were a little bit creepy, and uh, yeah, so like I think those that shares that, you know, the genesis is in the same place, but I don't think they're necessarily it's a ripoff of anything. It's no. it just in it's fact, something that, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say it's something that's kind of a, in the like cultural, you know, and, it's in there, like yeah. the collective nightmare of a certain right, and it was having a resurgence in popularity as a concept, you know possessed puppet things so right it's, uh, i was gonna say which is better around forever i was gonna say charlie bands made a, a career out of it so yeah. it's mm-hmm. but it's like it's like you know you got these gener- like the the next wave of people around our age making movies and they're going in like what scared the crap out of me as a kid i'm gonna make that into the movie and then mm-hmm. like so many people like the fucking animatronics like that yeah. don't give a rat's ass if they kill you and then and this is and Nick Cage gets to like act out what you always kind of wanted to do to one of those things you know, mm-hmm. creep and that's what I was gonna say mouse. that's what's like... so great about this is it has that eight, like versus like fight f- f- naft 
as they say. Um, this really like it's it lucked out. It's, it doesn't matter. It came out after Snapped. What it did is because they have Nick Cage in this character, it does make it like unique to itself, and that mm. whatever they do down the line, whatever movie they make, will be compared to like yeah, but this. Yep. This weirdo right here yeah, we get was like the best part. Give me this Ash Evil Dead like The Janitor. Killer. They have his official name right. as a character, yeah. yeah. Um But I, I think it might have a little bit of the same thing to do with the you know, a, a bunch of scary stories or horror movies involving clowns. Yep. I mean yeah. Stephen King yeah really pushed that with it, that kind of got the ball rolling, but people were creeped up by clowns before it was ever published right you know um so i'm looking at you i'm wondering what the next thing is going to be like okay so what stuff from the 90s because chuck e cheese was very 80s into early 90s i know that you know some existed even in the 2000s but it wasn't like i mean it's i i have a chuck e cheese near me so yeah they they still exist yeah i don't know if they do the they They don't don't do the the animatronics no no in fact they threw them all out and uh sold them and some guy bought like a whole set of them and has them in his garage so that's fucking Just creepy so you know. yeah well, that family dies you know what happened <laughs> but not I the mean, animatronics like I said, it was, him it was, because he was I, a man who was willing to buy animatronics and i remember like the <laughs> the 80s version before you know in the 90s they kind of rebranded everything and they changed how the rat looked and you know it became like a lot of purples and greens and stuff but i remember like the original and looking back at pictures of them, I'm like, oh, that's creepy as hell. But I loved it as a kid. So I'm just yeah, trying to think, like, okay, here. so what stuff from the 90s is going to be horrified, you know, or turned into something for, for a horror film in the next generation? I don't know. COVID. I can't think of what was what was considered <laughs> what was considered creepy but fun. Like, it was a popular thing, but it was also, like, kind of secretly a little cringy. Giuliani? In the 90s. Oh, I'm thinking oh, about modern already... day for for later. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's... I was gonna say that's already played. He already oil. Gets, he's already I mean, become weak soil. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. He swings like a defunct animatronic, like the way he like moves around and shit. No. Like any? Did you, you ever see him do his fucking like uh, impressions of other people? And he just like stiffens and starts vibrating. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty sure the Anaconda crew were having flashbacks yeah. when they saw it, that. It. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had just started him up. That's the problem. Yeah, he was going I'm not now. I'm not fully motions, so. like here. Here, here's our conspiracy thing. Like I'm, I'm, Giuliani is a defunct fucking like animatronic. Animatronic, and just nobody knows how to turn that fucking thing off. No, Trump just like grabbed the <laughs> ring out of his backside, so pulled it out, and it revved him up. <laughs> I did starting a lawnmower. Bad in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think before we we get close to running out of time here we do need to talk about the janitor nicholas cage's character in this movie and his relationship with the pinball machine yes oh yeah you you, you mentioned earlier ryan that you saw it as the the love interest in the movie and i definitely I mean there was a scene there's a, definitely a sex scene here um i was gonna say he definitely earned the name pinball uh more than dave chappelle's character in, in con air did <laughs> oh um, dude so you just like, totally made a connection salty biscuit like, wow. <laughs> um, yeah I agree. He was yeah, definitely getting that extra ball in, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, there was a scene there where I feel like it was intentional, like acting choices from Nick Cage. That there was, uh, they're gonna make this the the pinball sex scene. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's great. It, it it's just everything that really works about this for me is in those unique moments of where it where it's not just your standard, um, you know, teens dying from demonic possessed. Um, it's the Basically, it's the Cage fighting animatronics and his relationship with the pit. It's this character is what makes I mean, this yeah. movie. So it's despite all of his rage, he's still just Nicolas Cage. Yeah. It... Um, but I do want to say about the pinball machine, like the whole its whole existence was a unique thing to me from when it started, because mm-hmm. he finds it in the dish room. Yeah. Yeah. It's in like the kitchen. And and not something. only that, like. It's covered in this giant tarp, and he removes the tarp, and it is thickly covered in, like, I know is greasy dust, having worked in a dish room. Yeah. And all I could think is just, what was the point of the fucking cover if it's already covered in dust? There's more <laughs> mysteries to this. And then he shines it up. Uh, when he like, that that it's weird though like it's at first it started with like I have so many questions more so than anything else in this movie and it involves the pinball machine, but what what <laughs> what did it for what I I I I, I you know Cage sold it is what I'm trying to say is like I looked forward to those moments that every time his watch went boop, 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 I'm like oh. He gets to have his break and I enjoyed it with him like I don't know what it, it yeah the breaks are are well done like they're 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 very entertaining it's a great joke and you think it's like this is going to get old quick because there's so many animatronics but then there is that one moment that joe mentioned where like he's about to fight one and and protect the girl but then his watch goes and you see he's conflicted but he's like but no i gotta do this and he hands her the knife and and then walks and does i really feel like the the good b plot to this movie is him in the pinball machine I want to yeah. say it's the A yeah. plot, really. You know. It's got the strength of the A plot. Um, uh, I would have loved it if it turned out like somehow that the pinball machine was related to like this whole mayhem. Like you find out at the end, like a, like an end credit scene, that it's the thing that actually revives everything. It's like no, instead the the <clears throat> I don't want to say end credit scene, but the the final scene is one of the animatronics getting run over. Um, Oh, yeah. the Spanish-speaking uh, sombrero wearing snap snapping turtle. <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah, Tito Tito Turtle. Tito Turtle. Yeah. Um, no mas. Yeah, the the, no the whole <laughs> connection with the pinball machine and and everything doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in the plot, and if it does, I missed exactly what you know. It's just it's, it's a man's passion. To the whole thing, but yeah, it's yeah. there. Like he clicks with the with it right away. Like it's pinball. Like he's like caressing its buttons and like yeah he's full core like hardcore into that shit and then yeah and it just it 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 develops from there so yeah it is it's it's like the love interest in the movie i almost feel sad that that's that's that the pinball machine wasn't in the passenger seat yeah yeah like it was a missed opportunity stupid but yeah yeah well should have taken it with him but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, and I, I, I do have to say that you could easily headcanon this as a direct sequel to Mandy if you really uh, oh, thought about yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, after after 
going through what he went through at the end of that movie, he, you know, has now no longer speaks his trauma or whatever has, uh, and then just put it, put that same character right into this. <laughs> Although, no, this kid, this character is much more deliberate than, uh, yeah, it would but definitely be. What a, he's become at the end of that movie. It would definitely like, become a shift in tone. I mean, <laughs> it would. Yeah. It, that would be up there with like the Conan movies, you know, for a shift in tone. Yeah. Um, imagine like you just cut from that last scene in the car in Mandy to the first scene of him driving into town, and this like this is the next chapter of that story. It works. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't take much to modify it, but it. I, I mean, nothing. Yeah. You leave him as a loner in a car, like he's got nothing left at the end of that movie, and he's driving away from the situation, and there you go. I mean, I <laughs> guess by that rationale, you could also head this to make it a Mad Max movie. <laughs> I mean, you could probably also yes, you make could. it work with uh, fucking Ghost Rider if you really wanted to. Not the first one, but the second one. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. No, oh, yeah. Oh, and, uh, so I do have a question about this. Stop me if you think it's inappropriate, but I am curious... Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that he's playing a character with some form of autism, given like how tight he, is, like how he interacts with everything, and like how meticulous he is? And I mentioned so because is it possible that he could be a good horror movie character for like uh, like an, uh, I, don't I know. think if the director or the if somebody from the production would come out and and say that, I'd buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't because I would say like, can we play this during autism awareness? I mean, you could headcanon it, sure, but I, I could... and it would work. Um, but I, I don't have any reason to believe it was intended. Um, but yeah, I see what well, you mean. Like, yeah, the, he's he definitely a nonverbal character, which some you know some people with some forms of autism mm-hmm. are nonverbal or can be nonverbal, and that's uh, and yeah, but there's uh, you don't like an get a OCD. whole lot of. Yeah, I was going to say, I get more of an OCD thing, but, you know, he's definitely what we would call uh, neurodivergent in some way. So very, not very much neuro- so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd go as far as being able to identify from his behavior exactly what, but I, I think we all know from watching this character and spending this time with him that he's, you know, neurodivergent in some way because of it. Strong, this, this, right, so, his yeah. his his kind of slavish way that he goes about his routine every time that he every time that alarm goes he's got and the fact that the scene you keep bringing up with him he's about to fight this thing and then he's the thing goes off and he's like no i have to go <laughs> like this is like and it's always yeah, the same so it's ritual like, it's yeah go in pop pop the soda drink two sodas yeah and also, like, do your pinball Cru- Crush the can every time, too. Every and, time. And I, it in the can. It's like, and I like, too, the, you know, the, the guy who's setting him up for all this at the beginning is like, make sure you take breaks. And he <laughs> <Yeah>. does. <laughs> so, yeah, I well, don't that's know. that's another thing, is, is interpreting that very literally, like, oh, got to take breaks. He said take well, what breaks. If that's... He, said, he said there's nice, clean shirts, too. Like, uh, get yeah. yourself clean. Yeah, so anyway. that's the thing. Is that like the secret to surviving a slasher film? Because he says like, make sure to take plenty of breaks because you know I don't want you to get overworked too quickly. You know, I want to make you through as long as you can. And I'm like, what if that's it? It's the fact that he takes these breaks in a slasher film that makes him able to do this. It's like, yeah, I'm always coming back rejuvenated. This movie now officially becomes, you know, pro. Uh, you know, give your workers a fucking break. Yeah. <laughs> if you give your worker, your janitor, if instead of thinking like, 
God, I got to make sure he's doing everything every single second. Like, no, no. Every 20 minute cycles. Let him yeah. work for 20 minutes. Let him drink whatever and play whatever for 20 minutes. I bet he would clean all the shitty bathrooms to perfection. Good enough for you to put your mouth on. So, I mean, I don't know if it, if any of that was like the the neurodivergent was obviously intended like to be a statement about that. I, I mean, I think it's think interesting it if he is. I I, 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 I could I see. I see what you mean. Like, yeah, it could yeah. be. You could work. Be, you could have. I'm gonna say work that into the narrative, but that that could be like a canonized thing. I don't think it is. I think this is just like more meant for written that way for laughs. Well, uh, I mean, he's I, also a yeah. bit of an archetype character. He's a bit of that, you know, yeah. um, strong, man silent. with no name, yeah. strong, silent type, you know, from westerns and and such as well. Um, I mean, I put it in a modern context. I mean, I, I certainly see it. I see where you're coming from, and he mm-hmm. he does have those tendencies for sure. I guess I kind of enjoy the idea of him being that because it's like, yeah, this is kind of badass, like a form of representation. Oh. For a positive, so that's actually the direction I, I, I go in with it. It's just like, yeah. But I wonder yeah, how I mean, easy it would be to go through a number of characters in film and kind of like, you know, I say armchair diagnose, not to be like negative, but to just kind of like, all right, well, what, what kind of characteristics and traits are you demonstrating? I'm sure you could what? do a lot. The thing is that a lot of them are written for laughs, but there are people like that. And so then, you know, you don't want to laugh at them for a condition or a trait that they might be sensitive about. And so it, it, right. it's almost like the more you go down the rabbit hole, the trickier it gets. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's if... Um, but I suppose, like, he has a lot of weird quirks. But, oh, like, sure. I don't the question is, what's the motivation as... for them in the storytelling, though? You I know. just think that's just what... Yeah, I just think that's who he is. And that's where it's just, like, it doesn't... Like, they're funny... But they don't take away from the kind of coolness of the character. True. It's true, like it adds yeah. to the character. So I would well, argue in this situation, I was like, yeah, the, hence why I went positive. Like it, it's oh, it's yeah. it's subtle. It's not straightforwardly said. It mm-hmm. does leave a certain sense of ambiguity, which is I think, yeah, if you're gonna go about it, that's how you go about it. Yeah. Like, you never say yep, like, yep. yeah, this person has this, and like, yeah, I'm never gonna tell you because that's not the point of the character. No, that should that be the right. point for anybody. Mm-hmm. But if somebody well, yeah, does I, recognize it, there can be like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, like, none I of those things, things detract from this character being a badass. And actually, it was yeah. funny because we were kind of joking last week when we did Con Air about you know picking a, a, a modern Nick Cage film and maybe this wasn't the best pair for Con Air. After seeing it, I totally disagree. Like this is this is definitely his number two. If Cameron Poe is his most badass character, like this one's right up there. You know, with him, like, like, we you should get a movie Nick... with those two paired up in some way. Like... I mean, you get a Nick Cage with a terrible Cajun accent, and or Alabama, <laughs> Alabama, yeah. Alabama, and flowing oh, or locks. You, yeah, or you get one where he's just lockjaw. Yep. Yeah. I have to say, between though this and Pig, and Color Out of Space. And um, a handful Mandy. of other things, Mandy, and a handful of other movies I've seen him in over, like that he's been doing over the last ten years. Um, this like second coming of Cage is pretty damn cool. Yeah, once I mean, again bringing back I, things from the nineties. Mm-hmm. 
I've been a fan of his for a long time, but when he started doing, like, a lot of people used to, like, really dump on him about, like, oh, he's doing all these B-movies, he must be, you know, because, well, he did go bankrupt. And, like, like, he must really need the money and whatever, where that's probably true, and he even spoke to that in that interview, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that is somewhat true. He's never, in any of these things, no matter how poor of a film it might be, he's never phoning it in. Like, he's always given everything he's got to it. He's got an interesting read on characters, He's, um, you know, and in this case, he got involved at this uh, at the scripting process, like during the oh, scripting yeah, process, early in the adamant to be uh, a part so he was of it. Instrumental yeah. of getting this movie made, and really had an interest in doing it. So, and that's uh, one of those things where I feel like it's like, an, like I feel like the whole this the nature of this character and the silence of this character and his habits might have been a cage like that. I think that's the what I just like to think. But, like, mm-hmm. the way it's gone is, like, I can see Nick Cage in a situation who goes, like, yeah, I'll do this weird movie, but I want to do the character like this because I want this acting challenge because, like, I, I'm in this thing. Why not? This yeah. is going to be memorable, but I'm just going to do it because I want to see what I can do. Yeah, I mean, like, watch one of his even more recent movies, Prisoners of Ghostland. Oh, I want to see that one. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I haven't seen it yet either. That's it's different. It's yeah. good. It's, diff- it's It's weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah, and I, I really want to see the 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 newest one, the uh, massive talent. Yeah, yeah. That one. whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm 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 glad we've been able to look at uh, like two very different phases of of Nicholas. And really, there's more. If you look at his earliest career, like the stuff's even different. It's, you know, he he became it's an weird action for star. Nineties action stars. Yeah. Star. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yep. Because in the I, '80s I, and early '90s, he wasn't doing action movies, right? And that was really good dramatic rom coms, and yeah, I won an Oscar for dramatic role. Yeah, so. raised in Arizona, just a oh, thin yeah, man, man and shit. But that's the thing. Like, I, I didn't bring this up in Con Air, but this is a good time to bring it up. For me, action movie star Nick Cage was Nick Cage. I didn't mm-hmm. know him prior to that because, like, mm. '90s baby, and like that's how i knew nick cage and it was weird to find out like oh he did a lot of other roles where he's not really actiony it's like when you find out that bruce willis did uh what was it moonlighting or whatever yeah, he, was, he did comedies he yeah. did comedies before but then he went he went full hardcore into action movie territory which it seems like a lot of these actors especially in the 90s did versus where you have Arnold Schwarzenegger who tried to go the reverse route like he was in action stuff and tried to do comedies and it worked not the way he intended but they were funny mm-hmm. again not the way he <laughs> intended um but you can get enjoyment out of them but with Nick Cage he is I won't let you pin me down unless uh, on anything else except this is Nick Cage mm-hmm. that's it yeah. Nick Cage is Nick Cage so when this you hear that he's in a movie where he is starring as himself, like a fictionized, like a dramatic, over whatever version of himself, it's like, yes, the circle is now complete, mm-hmm. but it's not yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, you know, that. Well, if you guys don't have any other uh, final thoughts, we'll start wrapping this thing up and maybe give it a grade. Um well, let's uh let's start with you, Joe. What do you? I think you you were the only one that had seen this coming. Yeah, this was the... a third viewing, actually. Um, I honestly I think I enjoyed it more this time than the other 
too, and, and it's not old, so I've seen this a couple of times even in the last year. Um, the the low budget, you know, yeah, it's 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 definitely an independent film. Um, they landed Nick Cage, which is awesome, and he was obviously you know part of the production as well. I love the fact that you've got this lead character who's so funny but never says a line. A lot of good facial expressions. Um, I think this is about as good as you're going to get for a horror movie. No, I haven't seen the Banana Splits movie, but for a horror film regarding, you know, killer animatronics, you know, like mm-hmm. horror, nightmare fuel if you didn't like Chuck E. Cheese. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's it's campy enough where it's just a lot of fun. I'm actually going to go with a B- minus on it. Cool. Ryan, what do you think? Um, so I get what like what Joe was kind of saying too. It's just like yeah, I can definitely see like this feels so much like a low budget modern day slasher, which mm. typically is a feeling of like it's a copy of a copy of a copy of other like low budget slashers, um, and I would. <laughs> I'll be honest, if Nick Cage wasn't in this, I wouldn't give two shits about this movie with all of its things. But the fact that Nick Cage is in it, not just because he's in it, but what he does in it, which is very different than other Nick Cage movies, which, again, is a testament to Nick Cage, uh, (laughs) is, like, in this world is great. Like, he is an element that does not belong Mm -hmm. when you think about it, but one that you deeply appreciate exists in it. It's like, that's my take on it. And it's just like, just watching him go. And it's like, that's all I really wanted to talk about was just this character that he plays and these habits and then these interactions with others, uh, especially just how he's just a badass with beating these things up and it gives no, it just continues on. Like, it does not matter to him. Um... It's crazy to think that this man has no emotional investment as a character. Like, he seems like he doesn't really have much of an investment except for, I just want to get the job done, and I want to play pinball. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when he has his heightened moments. Like, literally making damn near orgasmic faces. And it's just like, they're in a sex scene in another fucking room. Um, yeah, the inner cuts are great. It's just, it's intentional. <laughs> and it's like, for that, it's just like... It's a big saving element. Um, so when I try to approach grades with stuff, I try to think of rewatchability or even suggestions. And this movie is, in itself, it's like it's kind of a middle line for me. Um, so this is what makes it hard for me to grade. Hence why I have to lay for this. But I highly suggest it to be seen. If you're if you're at least if you're a fan of Nick Cage. Or even if you're just a fan of like animatronic horror and shit, like that is your niche, and uh, this is this is a good, I think this is a good thing to do. Um, I'll I'll be nice. I'll give it a B minus actually, uh, but it's mainly because of the performance and just mm-hmm. just it's Nick Cage crashes a B low budget slasher film, and like it's that. great. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly interesting. What this is. I feel like I'm going to say, like, almost the exact same amount of stuff, but my grade's going to be a tiny bit different, so maybe I feel like I should change my grade, but I'm not going to because uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm <laughs> just going to ask you to say both. stick to it. But uh, I really one. like a lot about this movie, but like I've said a couple times throughout the show, the only, thi- the only parts of this movie I really, really like is the stuff 
centering around Nick Cage. The fight scenes are hilarious. What he's doing with the character is great. Um, the the pulling off the acting without saying a word throughout this whole movie, doing it all physically is great. Um, the creepy like robot stuff and the plot with the teenagers in the town all just kind of are they're fine. They're filler. It, it doesn't really do much for me, but it kind of makes it only half of a movie uh, that really works. Um, but that half of the movie works really well. I, I mean, I, I knew what I was getting into. I was being, re- I'm, I'm realistic. I didn't expect like high art here, um, necessarily. And I got everything that I paid for, so I'm not upset about it. Um, I do feel like it, 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 at times attempted to be too much of a horror movie when maybe it should have leaned into the silly a little more. Yeah. Um, you know, something I brought up Full Moon and Charles Band a mm-hmm. couple of times in the episode, but I think they do stuff like this and, and they really get the tone. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they've built that yeah. tone throughout the years and, and, and it, it could have used a little bit of that here. Uh, I You're think. such a connoisseur. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but no, overall, it, it's, it's highly enjoyable. It's an entertaining movie, and it's mostly due to Nicolas Cage. And, and, you know, if you want, if you picked up this movie and said, cool, here's a movie where Nick Cage fights animatronic puppet, demonic puppet things, you're going to be happy with it. <laughs> well, yeah. You, get you will it, get it, something out of this of movie. Yeah. yeah. So... I think I'm going to land at a C plus, but it's like a with emphasis on the plus because I think this is a C movie that is yeah. you know kind of elevated by you know uh, a great acting performance and just some some really great um, like I said I feel like you could have done a really great short film of just that core plot and it would have been a lot stronger piece. Yeah. But. I think so. Well, we would, of course, love to hear what any of our listeners think of Willy's Wonderland or any of the other kind of animatronic horror things that have been floating around out there. Uh, We would love to hear any of your questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms, and please direct those to the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod or find us on Facebook at the main Video Junkyard Podcast page. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And if you really like what you hear, uh, head over to patreon.com slash videojunkyardpodcast and consider uh, supporting the podcast as a Patreon subscriber. Uh, there's two different tiers of membership, um, including both including Patreon-only posts, full access to all of our shows, uh, exclusive content uh, produced only for uh, Patreon members, uh, early access to some some shows and content, and also voting power for things that we watch on the show. So every summer we've been doing a month of audience picks, and we can get those on there even a bit more often if if uh, people are interested in doing that. Um, yeah, and we don't gerrymander so, yeah. or anything. Like the vote yeah, does count. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so your vote does count. So uh, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Everything we do earn through there does go directly back into the show, and we would like to thank our Patreon subscriber uh, Scott Stewart. Thanks, Scott, for your Thank you. Of the Video Junkyard Podcast. Scotty. Hope you'll come back and join us for more. And uh, hopefully uh, that more coming up next week. Uh, we're going to be looking at... I keep calling it an 80s movie, actually, when uh, <laughs> looking at the DVD that I got it the other day. Uh, Silent Running is actually a 70s sci-fi uh, movie. We're going to check out uh, Silent Running, followed by an 80s sci-fi movie, uh, Enemy Mine. Then a couple of kung fu flicks. We're going to check out The uh, Man with the Iron Fists and Fist of Legend. Uh, if any of that sounds interesting to you, I hope you will consider joining us here on the Video Junkyard Podcast. And we want to thank you for checking out the Video Junkyard Podcast, and especially thanks to our subscribers. If you like what you hear, please share it around. Um, spread the joy. Why not? 
Uh, until next time, this is the Video Junkyard Podcast, and I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric O'Branson. I'm Ryan Seiskel saying... Hola, Willie! have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard? <laughs>